Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Not Your Typical Psychotherapist podcast. My name is Ernesto and I am your host and uh, we are in episode number six. And for those of you who are listening right now, if you notice that the audio sounds really full and pristine, it's because I finally have my blue, blue, blue Yeti mic. And uh, I've had this for a while, but you know, it was in California. I had it in a closet somewhere and um, I moved when I moved to Las Vegas uh, last year, I left it there and um, now it's here. And uh, I'm really excited to use this microphone because it really sounds so professional, doesn't it? Even even my voice, my voice sounds really, um, hmm, I don't know, sexy. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> but anyway, um, before we move on into the topic, thank you for the, the early uh, humor there. Um, before we go into the topic, if you're listening on iTunes, please, please, please make a comment or give me some feedback and rate the uh, the podcast, my podcast. And if you are on Spotify or Google, uh, you can do the same thing as well, too. Your feedback really means a lot to me. I really want to get better and better and better in hosting these uh, podcasts for you. And again, the this podcast, Not Your Typical Psychotherapist podcast, is dedicated to all of you not your typical psychotherapists who are creative, innovative, and thinking outside of the box. You guys are all forward thinking. You're doing things that are so different in our communities. The ones that uh, you guys are doing things that are not taught in grad school. You're doing hosting retreats, domestic and international. You guys are providing the community courses and resources that you've thought of within your scope of practice. You are doing things that are just creative in the intervention and helping and healing your community and individuals who's suffering with mental health issues or relational issues you are the not your typical psychotherapist and keep doing all the things okay keep doing all the things well this topic is very important and i don't think it's much talked about in the community because there is shame involved there is embarrassment uh, some of us who struggle with with it um, are afraid to talk about it because we may lose respect from the community and or we may get ridiculed for experiencing uh, some of these things. And what I talk about is if you are therapists who struggle with depression and anxiety and ADHD symptoms, you're not alone. Um, I'm pretty much describing myself here and being very open and um disclosing of what i go through and for those of you who follow me on social media i really paint this picture that life is you know i got life all together um i have multiple homes here in las vegas i i bought multiple homes um all of from last year until uh this year, I'm in the process of really looking for another one. I got into investment properties. Um, I've got a group practice that is just incredibly beautiful and exciting and thriving. Um, I have I host retreats and summits, and I love hosting them. Uh, so, you know, I've got all of these things going for me, right? But inside, there's another world, which is experiencing depression and anxiety. And not very many people know that depression and anxiety is highly, highly connected to ADHD. And I've struggled with ADHD um, 
mainly the uh, a mixed type since I was uh, man I don't even remember I just remember stories of my parents telling me things that really gave way or gave clues that I was struggling with anxiety and dip, uh, um sorry uh, ADHD and um I've struggled with it for a while I didn't discover it until I believe either at the end of my undergraduate school at Biola University in Southern California, and then I really knew about it during grad school at Vanguard University. And I noticed it because it was so hard for me to focus. If there's, if there's um, minute sounds uh, in the background and I'm studying, I remember just focusing back and forth on that sound. So if there's like a ticking... Um, a clock ticking, like in one of those big clocks that you put on the wall, wall clock is ticking. My attention is hyper-focused on that. Um, I notice that if there's controlled chaos, like if I'm at a Starbucks and I'm studying and there's multiple things going on, people walking, doors are slamming, um, there's ambient music playing in the background, I notice I, <laughs> I calm down all the more and I focus a little bit more. I also noticed this, that um, when I visit Vegas, uh, on the Vegas Strip or downtown Vegas, for those of you who've been to downtown Vegas and walked down the Strip, um, it's very, very chaotic. A lot of bodies, a lot of people, a lot of sounds, a lot of loud sounds. But, you know, what I find is that I feel calm. I feel a bit more focused. I'm looking forward. I am looking up. I'm looking down. I'm looking side to side, but I'm focused on it. And it's not, it's different from if I'm walking through uh, a beautiful uh, woods, uh, a forest, and just walking through, and I, I would not have any headsets on, or it's just um, me and my thoughts. Uh, there's no ambient sound, uh, my headphones. Uh, I get distracted. I start thinking of other things. I, uh, I hear a sound and I go towards that sound and um, I'm never, well, I don't want to say never, but I struggle to focus in the moment if there's no controlled chaos around me. And I've noticed that for some time and, you know, uh, I still notice it today and that's why I have to keep moving and doing things. And if I am focusing on something or doing a project, I have ambient sound right be, uh, um behind me playing i've got or maybe i'm at a starbucks uh i'm working so that there are some controlled chaos around me and i say controlled chaos and for those of you who are adhd kind of understand this um controlled chaos uh meaning there's something consistently flowing either noise or ambient sound or people um not people necessarily talking to me at the same time but just mummering or conversations, side conversations that uh, you're not a part of, but you can actually hear it. So it's kind of, it's, it's not bizarre, but it's odd that um, controlled chaos around me helps me to focus. And as I started reading up on ADHD, uh, I noticed that that was one of the markers of ADHD. But one thing that a lot of people don't know, even in the mental health world, and or maybe they, many many of you who are experts in this area have forgotten. Many of you know, some of you know that uh, 
depression and anxiety actually goes hand in hand with ADHD. And that makes a lot of sense because there's a societal imposed um, uh, depression, meaning when you were younger and you couldn't sit still and you lived in a culture where you have to sit still is a norm. And if you um, are rambunctious, they try to control you. And part of your ADHD expression is that you're very active, you're moving, you're constantly moving. Um, and that's how you perceive through the world. You move through the world. That's how your body responds and reacts to things in the environment. And so um, if some, if you lived in a culture or, or an environment or a family household where that is frowned upon, you're told over and over and over again to focus, to calm down, to not make any ruckus or sound, sit down, sit right by the wall if you're naughty and you're disruptive and you're interrupting, go sit in the corner and be quiet. When you're told that over and over and over again, there's a psychological message that's being said to kids who are told that, which is, you don't matter, your behaviors don't matter, your voice doesn't matter, and everything that you're doing right now in the moment is disrupting and irritating to me. So that is an underlining message that goes on in that type of household or society or cultural um, uh, background. So I grew up Filipino. Uh, I didn't grow up Filipino. I am Filipino. <laughs> I grew up in a Filipino household. And uh, in a Filipino household, um, it's, it's, it's such mixed messages. Um, they want you to be, in my culture, it's active. It's always loud. It, there's a lot of activities. There's a lot of movement. And there's a lot of dancing and singing. So I grew up in a, a world where it's encouraged for you to be very active. Um, in fact, if you slow down, uh, you know, you're considered lazy and you're not doing anything. So the more active you are, the better it is because Filipinos by nature, uh, culturally, uh, we are very much uh, worker bees, right? We're workaholics. And so that's what I grew up with. And so um, I had an environment where I was given a message that it was okay to move. It was okay to do things. So when I'm out and about right now doing my business and my, my family and friends see it, you know, they see that as a good thing. But if you're stagnant, they or not doing anything from what they perceive that you're not doing anything uh, that looks down upon. And so you can imagine some people who are introverts and those who are not um, active oriented uh, um, individuals, right? They, it's it's pretty much shamed. If you're quiet as a, you know, a kid in a Filipino home, a Filipino culture, there's something wrong with you. You know, the, the, the people who just keep themselves, they're quiet. They look, they actually look down upon you. So as I'm growing up, what my point is this, I grew up in a, a society, a culture, a culture and a household where there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of cha fun chaos. There's a lot of conversations going on. There's movement in and out with family and friends. And um, it, it was luckily, uh, my ADHD was um, somewhat welcomed, you know, somewhat welcomed. And 
I wasn't one of those overburdening kids. Uh, in fact, I was really entertaining. You put me in front of people and I would dance. And there are videos and pictures of me getting in front of a crowd and dancing. And for those of you who follow my social media, not, not a big surprise, right? Um, so my culture really uh, helped in uh, helping me embrace my situation now and my condition now. But what it did not do was, it was inform me that in some instances, the activity or the hyperactivity is not um, appropriate. And I had to learn that throughout time, that there was a time to focus, there was a time to be quiet, there was a time to be um, still, right, and contemplative. And so now I have to kind of go back and really look at my impulsivity as need, as a need to control because I move through life with my emotions. What I feel would be the best direction, I will go in there. I will go towards that direction. And sometimes it is not appropriate. Now, the other thing that was not um, taught to me uh, or that I started learning later on is depression and anxiety. And I noticed that when you start speaking about depression and anxiety in certain societies or cultures or even communities, it's profound upon there's something wrong with you that you do, you're not supposed to experience these things. Um, and you hear it a lot, not only from a cultural perspective, but also from a religious perspective. And I am um, Christian, and I keep hearing a lot that, you know, uh, don't worry, don't be anxious for anything and everything. Praise God. You know, I totally, to, totally believe that. I, um, I ascribe to that philosophy and that belief. But, and I say but in a very gracious manner, um, these experiences we we can and should experience. We can't put them down. We have to experience them because when we continue to ignore or deny them, they become extremely intense. And so I wasn't taught that growing up. I wasn't taught, um, and I had to really learn how to embrace moving through the world, feeling depressed and anxious, despite the fact that I have a lot of things going for me. To this day, my friends, to this day, I tell myself, why in the world are you anxious and depressed? You've been through things like this. You've been through challenges. You made it through. And why are you depressed? You've got multiple homes. You've got people registering for your events. You've got... Um, you, you've got a group practice that the team loves you. You've got this, 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 this. And those messages in my mind tells me you can't and you shouldn't be sad. And these are the narratives and the stories that go through my mind. It's like, look, be grateful that you're not like that one person that you know who's struggling with this. And then you compare yourself to that. And when you compare yourself to other people's suffering, you feel better about yourself because you're not at that degree where they're suffering. And it's, that's not fair. <laughs> you know? Um, and so I'm coming to grips with this idea that 
I think I have to be a little bit more open about these emotional reactions that I go through, that I'm human, right? And and for those of you who are struggling with anxiety and depression, and you live in a world and a culture and a society that says you shouldn't experience these things, reevaluate what type of messages you're taking in because it's not productive. It's counterproductive to actually getting better and uh, um, becoming the most optimal self that you can be. So, you know, in this day and age, we, even in the field of mental health, we therapists, mental health workers, uh, um, service providers for relational um, health, you're human. You will experience these things on a level that is very intense or on minute level. But either way, when you hear in your mind, you shouldn't experience this because you have all of these things that you shouldn't be sad or <laughs> anxious about in the moment because you've got all of this. When those messages come up in your mind, just know that that is a lie that you can and you should experience these things. You shouldn't be denying that you struggle with seasonal dep affective de um, depression, seasonal depression. You shouldn't deny that you've got symptoms of ADHD that is causing a high level of stress and anxiety in your life. You shouldn't be ignoring the fact that uh, your, the, your worldview is affecting the way that you uh, see the world and it's causing you a lot of anxiety. You know what I mean? It's it's one thing to be thinking about um, how to focus on certain solutions to provide uh, a, a way out of your depression and anxiety, but it's another thing to deny it altogether, right? And to be uh, um, to be dismissive, to be dismiss it. Experience these emotions. If you are listening to this, and again, this message is, I'm not just here to tell you about what I'm going through and what I'm struggling with, but I'm also here to connect with you who are listening that if you're struggling with uh, depression and anxiety and ADHD symptoms, I mean, I've, I've, I've only mentioned those three, okay? But there's many, many more, many, many more. I want to just, just say that up front, many, many more uh, ex, uh, emotional and psychological experiences that you may be experiencing right now that's unproductive or that's causing a roadblock uh, in your way. I just want to let you all know that you are not alone, that uh, unfortunately, this is very, very common in our field where therapists who are expert in depression, anxiety, ADHD, and other things, bipolar, they themselves may be struggling with it. And you know what? I say this, it's okay. When you know how it is, when you know what's it like, you are able to connect faster with those who are struggling with it, those people that you are helping, you have a better understanding than most people who are not experiencing that. I know now when I hear friends, family members, colleagues who've contemplated suicide, and I'm going to say this, and I know many of you are going to be uncomfortable, but it's okay. When they, when on the outside they appear that they have everything together, that nothing is, nothing wrong is happening in their life. It seems like on social media, they paint this incredible 
life for themselves. And yet they go in dark places in their minds like suicide. And then they follow through. I am not surprised because I have been there before. And I'm sure I'm going to continue to be in that space from time to time. The difference is I am going to be digging deep to now reach out to people to address these thoughts from a very productive and aggressive manner. Because for even some of you who have everything together, the parents, the family, the all the things, all the material things, things are going on with you. If you're struggling with depression and anxiety from a clinical perspective, from a, a biological perspective, I am sorry. When chemicals elude you, when they override you, all logic goes out the door. That's just a thing. So if you are struggling with mental health issues, specifically what I'm talking about right now, depression, anxiety, symptoms of ADHD, I mean, you don't have to even be diagnosed uh, with ADHD. You kind of actually know it if you are a mental health uh, a therapist right now, if you're in the world of mental health, you understand that all the symptoms are there and you've self-diagnosed, you know, you may have it. <laughs> right? You can just say that you've got symptoms. And now you can all say, also say that there are some things uh, biologically that's going on within you in the moment or in the past few months that actually perpetuated it. Um, there's also environmental factors that does look and express uh, uh, or perpetuate ADHD symptoms, right? We, we, we all know that. But if you're struggling consistently with this inability to concentrate and hyperactivity and incomplete tax, tasks, uh, um, constantly going through so many lists of to-do things, but it's never ending, it's never done, uh, most likely you are struggling with ADHD. And it's, it's, it's not uncommon for many gifted clinicians, uh, entrepreneurs, to have that because ideas come to us in rapid rate and sometimes it's hard to focus and follow through with them. Um, I've just managed for myself through my own counseling, through my own support system, to really use this as a power and leverage it to my advantage. And uh, as evidenced by the summits, the conference, the retreats, the, 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 all the things that I'm doing right now, buying properties, uh, I can handle m multiple things and many, many things to perpetuate my success. Now. Uh, at, at that time, in this moment, I do have bouts of depression and anxiety, and I do well with taking care of it myself. On social media, sometimes I kind of sprinkle my experience of depression and anxiety, and I think a lot of people really respond well to it. But I want to talk to you who are gifted and entrepreneurial, and especially if you are uh, working with multiple peoples, you are... Uh, a leader for a group practice, your solo practice, and your, or you're working with and dealing with people for your retreats, and uh, you're experiencing depression and anxiety uh, because of it. 
And I want to introduce another perspective here. First of all, I want to thank you for continuing to do what you're doing despite and in spite of your depression, anxiety, and symptoms of ADHD. Let me tell you why. I know how intense it is to experience depression and anxiety to a level that is unbearable. But there's a part of me that has to continue, that has to get up in the morning and do my thing. To be present with my executive team, to the people in my group practice, to be present with the people for the people who really rely on me to uphold them, to uplift them. I have to get up for myself, for my success, for the sake of my future, for the sake of where I want to be in life. I have to get up for the sake of what God has planned for me in my life in reaching out to other people, reaching out and inspiring others who may be struggling with depression and anxiety, but they do it silently. They're, they're, they're silent sufferers like I am. We have to keep going. And there's much more to life than just these moments of depression and anxiety that overrides you like a tidal wave. And again, I'm here to tell you that you are not alone. There's always support out there. Always tell yourself when you're in that moment that, well, at least I tell myself that these emotions, that these experiences that I go that goes on internally and in my mind are like tidal waves. They come in intensely and they will go out intensely. They never stay the same. They never stay in one place. And many of our colleagues who are experts in these areas to provide support and counseling and therapy know that there's so many things that you could do to cope with them. Not to eliminate them, but to cope with them, to process through them. Not to so much uh, regulate them, but just develop skills to get to that place. You even have medication that can help you. And I am pro-psychotropic medication. I really am because they work. And I'm testimony of that. But for those of you who are the depressed anxious, ADHD, not your typical psychotherapist, I say this, hold yourself and your shoulder and your head up high. You are worth it. You've got some reasons to be on earth. Many folks that you never know in the present or in the future and in the past that you are going to and have inspired hope, inspired movement, inspired creativity and innovation, you are responsible for that and hold on to that as much as possible. You know what I do when I get in these moments of this dark space in my head, in my emotional world, in my emotional life? You know what I do? I say a bit of gratitude out loud 
I think God. I think in my mind when I wake up in the morning. I think the people who are supportive. I think of all these moments from the previous day or in the moment that pauses me to be grateful, to be thankful. I think of other people, and I think uh, I'm thankful for them. I try my best to tap into an area of gratefulness, and for a, it, it works for me. It works. The next thing I do is I get up and move. Sometimes I listen to music uh, to dance, just to get all the chemicals out, you know. And um, sometimes between three a.m. to six a.m. in the morning, that's when your anxiety level is high and depression is high, and that's a thing. That's when the brain is very vulnerable. That's when the brain is quiet. That when that's when the, I'm sorry, not quiet, but th that's when the brain is very active, and that's why many of us who um, wake up in the middle of the night with cold sweats, with anxiety and depression. Um, that's when the body is usually taking on a lot of that energy and you're tossing and turning your, your thoughts are going everywhere and thinking. And so that, that's a thing. So when that happens to me, I get up, I either journal or I read a book, I read a Bible. Um, I do something that would help me to, stay centered to calm all those nerves down and then eventually i fall back asleep so there's a lot of ways interventions to move through these emotional experiences uh it, it does feel like you're trapped it does feel like there's nothing going on here but i just want to tell you that there is hope um like i said i'm seeing social media i'm seeing all the things that y'all are doing hosting retreats creating courses uh, expanding to group practices from solar practices. I mean, that is very inspiring. And, you know, we have to look at that as, uh, uh, we have to ask a question that, you know, they're, they're doing that not in a vacuum. They're experiencing things internally, no matter if they're posting things that are great and fun and innovative. Uh, you never know. Some of them may be experiencing some high levels of anxiety, fear, depression, or you know, ADHD. Um, that's what makes our profession so beautiful is that we're working with humans. They're all humans. And if you can dig deep to know that you're not alone experiencing this, I mean, that's very empowering. You know, if, if for, in, in a moment when you realize that or when a colleague tells you, oh my gosh, I'm struggling with this, there's a sense of connection. You know, um, it's not trauma bonding, it's not depression bonding, but it's just a, a feeling like you're not alone, right? And I think that is absolutely beautiful. We need to start talking more about it. I know for me in my culture, the Filipino culture, experiencing depression and anxiety, and your profession is in this field of a therapist, psychologist, um, a mental health clinician, when you're you yourself that has that professional title uh, uh, under your belt and you say out loud in my culture that you are experiencing depression and anxiety, here's a few things that's going to happen. Shock. Shame. How can you, or comments like, how can you help someone who is depressed and anxious and you're struggling with themselves? So there's, you know, there's that ignorant bliss, right? And 
they forget that we are also human too. And there is a lack of knowledge and understanding that even professionals in any field will struggle with that which with that they are helping others uh, uh, find relief from. And that's just a thing. You know, in my field, and it's hard for many professionals like me to reach out for help on an open basis to let people know, hey, I'm struggling with this. And um, if I say that out loud, they don't know what to do because it throws them off guard. You know, I'm the one that's supposed to help fix them. <laughs> I'm the one that's supposed to help fix other people from this emotional ailments or these experiencing, experiencing uh, experiences. And then they find out that I'm struggling with it too. They lose faith. They, they, they do. How can you struggle with that um, if that's your profession? And that's the thing. When we don't talk about it as a community, no matter wh what community you come from, uh, whether, whatever ethnic background you come from, whatever cultural background you come from, we have to talk about it. And I'm not saying to go on social media and start vomiting, emotional vomiting, and letting people know, oh, hey, look at me, I'm depressed and anxious and I've got ADHD, yay! I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we just have to have an honest discussion and, and conversation to normalize these things. Yes, I said it, to normalize it. And to not always appear like you're all perfect. Um, you don't have to post it on social media. You don't have to write a blog or even do a podcast about it. But, you know, talk about it with other colleagues if you're having an issue. Um, you're struggling with challenges like this. To talk about it more, to say, hey, yes, I, I am struggling today. Um, my, my business sucks. Or I'm struggling with it. Or my business is flourishing, but yet... I struggle with this. It's okay to talk about those things. Even though your life is all put together from your perception, from other people's perception, and you're struggling with depression, anxiety, um, and you have this thought that you shouldn't be experiencing those things because you have all these things going for you, uh, I just want to let you know that you can. You can. Uh, experience it you can we humans can experience dual experiences at the same time simultaneously we can experience sad happiness all colliding at the same time it's just a thing we can also experience success and non-success or fail non-success or failure at the same time we really do there's so many things going on around us that we forget that things Situations, emotional responses, our, our perception are firing at the same time. And so just because you've got your life together and these people are uh, seemingly, when you're scrolling through, they have their lives together, I just want you to know that there may be another world that they're not projecting or showing you. And um, it makes you feel like you're not supposed to be experiencing what you're experiencing in the moment, which is depression, anxiety, ADHD symptoms. Um, because they are not going through that. And I just have to suck it up and keep going. I just want to let you know that it's okay. Feel through it. Move through it. You'll be okay because of the help that is out there for you. And if you're struggling with 
reaching out and uh, you're listening to this and you feel an intense feeling of loneliness, uh, there are others out there who are going to really be an ear for you um, to help you and to point you in the, the right direction. And I've know, I know that I've been doing it lately and it's been helping out. I am seeing brighter days. And for those of you who've been following me, I'm seeing brighter days um, in the future. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm still going through some other things emotionally, psychologically, and in my business that is uh, making me feel un, um, unaligned at the moment. But it's just a thing. It's it's normal to feel this way. And uh, I know that a fact that this is just a tidal wave that's going to still be lingering and it's going to go out. And once again, and the, the I've developed enough resources and you can as well to develop resources to help you move through. Thank you for allowing me to uh, share my soul and my heart with you. And again, if you're struggling with any of these, please, please, please reach out to a colleague, reach out to a friend. And uh, there's help out there. And the community really, really needs to hear what you have to offer. So if you're feeling an intense anxiety about doing the thing, that service, that thing that you want to do that you know that's going to help others, just want you to know, just keep moving. Just keep moving. You'll get there. Okay. So welcome and thank you again for uh, listening in Not Your Typical Psychotherapist podcast. And I look forward to uh, being with you again the next time. Aloha, everybody. Have a great week and have a great day as well. Bye-bye. Uh-huh.